Hello, I'm Stuart Astle. Welcome to another Strategy and Evidence podcast from BrainCaffeine.net. In this episode, I'm going to talk about a subject that's very much related to the news that's big at the moment in May 2020, and very likely to stay pretty big for a long time, which is obviously the coronavirus COVID-19. Science has been a major talking point, including some debates about what is science and what isn't. Strategy and evidence are very much at the forefront of what governments and experts are trying to bring together. I've actually been doing some work in this area on the international side of my consultancy, but for now I wanted to focus on one very limited but very important thing, testing. Originally, a long time ago, I studied and became a professional statistician. Although I've done quite a lot since those days, I still dream mathematics. So, testing means two things to me. The actual real-life active testing of something, and then the analysis of the evidence that arises from that real-world activity, which... Unless you knock me out, I'll do with some robust stats. But whichever one of the two, you're going to have to handle errors, because the world is never perfect, even in statistics. But, as always, maths, which is perfect, gives us a way to talk about it. I'm going to talk today about two famous errors, which are, a bit boringly, called type 1 and type 2 errors, or, more usefully, false positives and false negatives. To be honest, this still bends my brain a bit, even after all these years of experience. So I'm going to take a very topical and hopefully very clear example, a test for the virus. Let's suppose you've just been tested. A false positive of that test would be the test that comes back saying you have the virus, but the test went wrong. You don't really have it. Then the other situation, a false negative, would be the test that gives you the all clear, but it's wrong. You actually do have the virus. And the same story happens in statistics. We set up a great big survey, which is supposed to tell us if, let's take an example, if people are taller, if they have red hair. All the numbers come in and get crunched, and the answer says yes. If that wasn't the true situation, we'd call that a false positive. And if the stats said no, but the reality was yes, then that would be a false negative. The really uncomfortable bit about both these scenarios is that we don't know what the real situation is because the test is all we have. The real answer is out there somewhere, but we don't know it, usually. That's why we did the test. Until either, for the coronavirus test, the person clearly falls ill and reveals a false negative, or on the other hand, having tested positive, they show no symptoms, end up with no antibodies, and another test shows a negative, pretty much confirming there was a false positive. In the stats case of the tall redheads, the error would normally only be revealed when other people do better research, preferably replicated a few times, and show our work up to be, well, wrong. What's the upshot of these false positives or negatives? For me, it's about decisions. Big problems can happen when we make strategic decisions and there are errors, but also there's problems whenever we make decisions on evidence that has an error in the conclusion. So, what about decisions? Let's have another very linked and very topical and very real example. The smartphone app, which, as I record this podcast, is being developed to trace contacts of people at the point that they test positive for the virus. The app's based on a bunch of clever tech and algorithms that may or may not work very well in various situations. So when the app advises you to isolate yourself for 14 days, and every moment that it doesn't tell you to do that, it could be making a type 1 or type 2 error. A false positive, telling you to stay at home when you don't have to, or a false negative. The app doesn't go beeping at top volume when it should have done, so you carry on going about your daily life as normal. Always the question is, what are the consequences? Well, the false positive has personal and social costs of the error. You have the personal annoyance, and maybe some money problems, because you have to stay at home. 
and your employer loses your work if you can't do work from home. It's even worse if you're, let's say, a nurse. Then society is losing you unnecessarily at a time when you're needed most. But what about the false negative? There's personal and social issues there as well. On the personal side, if you're infected with coronavirus or you've got a high chance of being infected, there's certain things you should do to give yourself a better chance to lighten the symptoms and help recovery. You should rest, stop drinking alcohol and stay hydrated. If you don't get a warning, you can't do this. Socially, it's pretty obvious. If the app gives you the all clear when you're at risk, you'll be wandering around with a high chance of passing on the virus, but you've mistakenly not been warned by the app. Here's my conclusion in the form of a question. Who decides on balancing these crucial error effects, the trade-offs of the type 1 and type 2 errors? Who sets the parameters and tweaks the algorithms in the app that defines the balance between the false positives and the false negatives? And who tells us who is doing that? and why they did it. And what's most worrying? Do any of the politicians, the decision makers that we voted in, or those who advised them, know what you now know about type 1 and type 2 errors? And how important it is to check that people designing tests and writing the app are doing what's best for society and the most vulnerable? Big questions for some big issues. Once again, thanks for listening. If you'd like to know more about evidence, decision-making and strategy, listen to some of my other podcasts and have a look at the website at strategyandevidence.com. And if you'd like to get in touch about your business or organisation, you can do that through the website too. Thank you very much. Thank you.